An entitled hall monitor constantly bullies me and everybody I know at the boarding school I attend. So me and my classmates decide to get revenge. So as he was gone for nearly six weeks, slowly but surely, my classmates and I encased his car in a block of ice. Here's what happened. So for various reasons, I went to a boarding school in Pennsylvania from sophomore through senior year of high school. It wasn't anything due to like criminal activity or something like that, but because of mental health issues and learning disabilities that the regular school was not equipped to handle at the time, I decided to go to this school. Now, one of the dorm monitor guys was a royal jerk. Any day he was on duty was an absolute nightmare. He would stick you with on campus only, aka meaning that you're grounded for just the littlest things possible. And complaining about it got you in sight until bedtime, which basically means you have to be visible. You can't hide in your room even to do your homework. Typically though, it's just the I'm in charge type of bullying that you might expect. One year, he got bad news right after we got back from Thanksgiving. A family member on the other side of the country was in bad shape, so he had to go take care of them. We never got the exact details, but he lived in a terrible neighborhood and didn't trust his car to be in one piece when he got back. So he asked the school administrators if he could leave his car at the school while he was away for about six weeks. They let him do that, but the only stipulation was that he would have to leave his keys with a maintenance office so they could move the car if the parking area needed plowing. He parked his car on the grass around the side of our dorm the second week of December and then just left. And he didn't get back until the end of January. Because the dorm was full of teenagers, their spigots didn't have regular handles on them. Instead, they used a strange square key that was kept in the office that was only used with permission from the dorm monitors. However, a pair of flathead pliers worked really well to turn on the water. We hid a hose in the bedroom closet to the car, which was also right next to the spigot. The kid who was supposed to be in that room slept elsewhere, so he wouldn't get woken up by someone coming in every 20 to 30 minutes, unrolling the hose, hooking it up, and turning on the water, just to give the car a good misting, only to then roll the hose up again. So every day, from the minute we got back from classes, to the minute we had to leave the next morning, that car got misted with water. We even got help from a couple of kids in our classes, who lived close enough to bike over during Christmas vacation. One of them even showed up with a lawn chair and a book so he could just stay there and missed it again as soon as the last layer froze over. By the way, no staff were in any of the school buildings during vacation, so there was no chance we would ever get caught. In the middle of the night, two days after we got back from Christmas vacation, I was one of the two people on duty with the hose when the monitor for that night comes out for a smoke break. Now, we didn't know that he smoked, so we thought he was in the office, which was on the other end of the building. He sees me with the pliers in hand, and I think to myself, this is it. I'm in some deep trouble. But then he says something that I seriously didn't expect. He looks at me and says, did you forget something? And holds out the spigot key. That's when we realized just how much that jerk was disliked. That monitor actually offered to help ice this guy's car during the day while we were in classes. By the time the jerk got back, the car was encased in a block of ice. I mean, it had to be at least three inches thick. When he complained to the administrators, they told him that because he hadn't dropped his keys off, everyone had assumed that he changed his mind about leaving the car there. When he went to get his car out of the ice, he couldn't just attack it with a hammer. Doing so would break every window and destroy the paint job. The only way to get rid of the ice was to do it the same way it went on, slowly and painfully. He tried using a small blowtorch, but that didn't work because he got too impatient and tried to put the torch right against the ice, which of course kept putting it out. He then got the smart idea of hooking a hose to the dorm's hot water heater. It was installed at first because all the hoses on campus miraculously disappeared. 
disappeared. Because honestly, who would need a hose in Pennsylvania in the middle of January? Then he was told he could only do it while we were at class because we needed the hot water for showers in the morning and evening. Plus, we needed it for the dishwasher. Now, that didn't work too well because he had a regular job he had to be at from Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. And weekends were out because we had to do our laundry. He ended up running back and forth with a couple of tea kettles, melting channels of ice so he could chisel out the ice between them. But we kept turning the burner off when he left the kitchen. Eventually, he stopped working for the school at the end of June. And I've never been more satisfied by getting revenge on somebody in my life. First off, that is really funny. I think overall, it really is a harmless prank for the most part. But from the sounds of it, this guy was insufferable. He would constantly act like he was better than everybody else. He really loved being in charge. And it sounded like he was being just an all-around jerk. And the power he had was clearly going to his head. And as someone who used to live in Pennsylvania, let me tell you, it definitely gets cold in January. So misting his car as a prank to completely encase his car in ice is not unreasonable. Like, that absolutely is possible. So good for you for getting back at this obnoxious guy. He was clearly just a bully who had just way too much power. And sometimes, revenge is a dish best served cold. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. An entitled Karen keeps bothering my family and anonymously reporting my family to the HOA because we apparently have too many cars and we take up too many parking spots. Here's what happened. So to start things out, I'm a male in college. I go to a nearby community college, so I still live with my parents and my sister who is in high school. We all have our driver's license, but we only have three cars due to limited parking spaces in our small neighborhood. Only having our garage, which allows one car, two spots in our driveway, and the overflow parking for guests. We are allowed to use the overflow parking as long as we move our car every so often and don't hog the spot to ourselves. My sister and I are only able to drive one of the three cars because one is stick shift and only my dad can drive it while the other is too big and thus we struggle with parking and safety bubbles. Sometimes my dad likes to take the stick car out of the garage and when he does, he either puts it in the overflow parking or he moves one of the other cars to the overflow and puts the stick shift car in the driveway. Anyways, we have this neighbor who for the sake of this story, I will call Karen for obvious reasons, who works from home as a multitude of different things. Seriously, she runs like six or seven cell phone companies and they all operate from her house. She's big into fitness and one of her businesses is being a personal trainer. So imagine a Karen who is in shape and has a ponytail. She has a dog who was friends with our dog and she was pretty nice for a while. However, she started getting annoyed with how neighbors park their cars and even started taking pictures of license plates and calling the cops on parked cars that she deemed as illegally parked. She was also quite oblivious to how she treated others. One time before we had a falling out with her, I was walking the dog and Karen was out with her dog. Naturally, since my dog and her dog are friends, they wanted to play. The leashes got tangled and while I was trying to untangle them, she just stood there and watched. Eventually, my hand slipped and my little finger got cut open by her leash. She uses one of those retractable leashes and they are more like a wire than the fabric one that I was using. I got the leashes untied and then looked at the cut and trust me, it was not looking good. I said to her, I gotta get going. I got cut by the leashes and I need to clean the wound. She then responded by saying, but the dogs only just started playing. Let them play longer. I'm sure your cut isn't that bad. I gave her a look and I said to her, I don't know, it looks pretty bad and it kind of hurts. I then showed her the cut and it definitely did not look any better. She then said, oh, you're fine. Besides, this 
leash has never cut me before, so I'm sure it wasn't the leash that cut you. And after that, I just said, I need to get home quickly anyways. We have some family coming over soon. And then I just walked away. So that's the kind of person that this Karen is. So anyways, once I got my license, we started needing more cars. And thus, we sometimes needed to use the overflow parking for extended periods of time. Karen started texting my mom, saying stuff like, maybe your son should go to a college where he has to live on campus. And maybe your husband should sell one of those cars. Naturally, my mom got annoyed by this after a while and just straight up blocked the Karen. After my mom told me about this, I was confused. Why did she have a problem with our parking when she isn't even a part of the HOA or anything like that? My mom then told me something that made me realize just how self-centered this Karen really is. Apparently, this Karen makes her parents use the overflow parking. And when she gets her dog groomed, she doesn't take her dog to a groomer like a normal person that lives in a small neighborhood. Instead, she has this massive truck with a huge trailer show up. They park in the neighborhood, practically in the middle of the street, and then has her dog get in the trailer, where it then gets groomed. And she has the audacity to complain about our parking? Like, seriously? Anyways, after my mom blocked her, she started weirdly stalking my mom whenever she walked the dog. It got to the point where my mom didn't want to walk the dog anymore, and when she did, she avoided the Karen's house like the plague. But one time, my mom couldn't avoid the Karen. They were walking towards each other, and like I said, it's a small neighborhood, so my mom had no other path to really take. The Karen then started calling our dog's name, which our dog was excited, and started running towards the Karen. So now my mom had to talk to this Karen. The Karen then started talking about how it was rude of her to block her, asking why my mom would do that, all the while still complaining about the cars in the overflow. She then said, you know that's for guests only, right? Which again, anyone can use the overflow parking as long as they don't use it 24-7. As the Karen goes on, my mom gets so annoyed that she starts to yell at this Karen. She says to her, stay out of our business, you absolute moron. We have four drivers in our house and sometimes we need to use the overflow. Now leave us alone. Apparently, the Karen's son was also nearby playing in Karen's driveway and when my mom was telling me all of this, she said she didn't even care that the Karen's son was there. She was just so fed up with this Karen bossing us around. In fact, while my mom was telling me this, she said that Karen had been telling my mom how to properly raise me and my sister. I had no idea that she had been doing that since my mom kept that to herself. So not only had this Karen ignored the fact that I was injured by her leash, and not only had she been trying to micromanage how my family and I park our cars, and she's been stalking my mom after getting blocked, but she also tried to boss my mom around and tell her how she should raise her kids, despite the fact that the Karen's kid is kind of a brat. The next day, I took the dog for a walk, and the Karen stopped me. She said to me, your mother was very rude to me yesterday. What is her deal? I simply said to her, she is sick of you trying to boss her around. And then I just straight up walked away. As I walked back to our house with my dog, I could hear this Karen shouting, hey, come back here right now. That is not a good answer. You're just as bad as your mother. I just went in my house and now no one in my family has talked to her ever since. This all happened last summer in 2022 and we still don't talk to the Karen and thankfully she doesn't talk to us either. However, she still anonymously reports us for illegally parking in the overflow. Thankfully, we have a friend in the HOA that knows this Karen is crazy and that we don't park illegally, so nothing comes of the Karen's reports. But what do you think? Are my family and I the jerks here? What should we do? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your family literally has done nothing wrong. This Karen has some weird obsession with you and your family, and she clearly has nothing to do with her life. And that is not your problem in the slightest. This lady sounds like a weirdo, and there's not much you can do about it. So honestly, ignoring her and just moving on with your life is really probably the best thing you can do. Because this lady seems crazy, and it seems like at the drop of a hat, she would love to try and cause problems, probably no matter who the person is. Am I the jerk for denying my sister to get married on my property after she failed to tell me when when this was being done, and now that date is absolutely being used by another family. Here's what happened. So I am 25 years old, and my sister is 29. I also have a younger sister who's 8 years old. When I was 14, my mom sent me to live with her parents. Her excuse was that they needed me to help out, but I believe she just didn't want to deal with a growing male teen. My grandparents owned an amazing property in the mountains that had an amazing view. We also have some horses and other critters. They were also quite wealthy as well. They both passed four years ago a month apart. They gave me the property because I would appreciate it and respect it way more than anyone else. And while I got the property, my mom and sisters got the money and other assets that were overall valued more than the property. In the past four years, I turned part of the property into a venue that is used for mainly weddings. My grandparents also knew of this idea and thought it was a good one. We are busy and usually booked around eight months out. My sister got engaged one and a half years ago and says she wanted to get married at the property. I said yes, and I told her to just let me know the date as soon as possible so I can make sure that it is properly booked. Well, as you can probably guess, I never got a date. I followed up several times, and I kept asking her, and she would literally just brush me off. Two weeks ago, I got the wedding invitation stating the property is the location and the date, which is in September of this year. I immediately called her back to say that we're booked out for that date, and we cannot accommodate her. Well, now my sister, my mom, other family, her partner's family, as well as other flying monkeys have been blowing up on me. They are also calling and writing reviews for my business. I asked them to stop, and I called my sister, telling her that I literally only needed to know what the date of her wedding would be so that I could block it out to make sure that no one else was going to take it. And she couldn't even do that. She went off on how I'm ruining her day. It is our family's property, after all. How she already sent out the invitations and couldn't go back now. She said that I should just tell the other couple to cancel, even though they've been on the books for well over a year now, and I actually like them. She says to me, family is way more important. After this last big blow up, I started communicating strictly through the business, and I used our recorded line as well as email. I suggested three other dates around the same time, but apparently that's not good enough. She kept saying, you're being resentful and you're a jerk. So this begs the question, am I the jerk for not letting my sister use the family property which is mine, by the way, for her upcoming wedding that she didn't tell me about in advance. No, you are not the jerk. Your sister is a complete idiot. She should have told you ahead of time like you asked her to do. Instead, she now just sprung it on you as if you're not already knee-deep in trying to get stuff figured out. Like you literally run a business. This isn't something you're just doing casually. This is a business on your property. And the least she could do is try and be accommodating for what you're trying to do. Like legitimately, she seems very selfish and very self-centered. And 
that's not fair for you in the slightest. You are literally just trying to do your job and honor the property that your grandparents gave you. And by the way, I'm right there with you. It is not the family property. It is strictly and specifically yours. And if your selfish sister wanted to use it, well, then she probably should have blocked it out properly and gave you some kind of advance notice. Because as of right now, that date is completely blocked out and she has nobody to blame but herself. My job is horrible. And as a result of terrible management and horrible hiring practices, I decided to quit and find a new job. But as I left, I decided to get some revenge. And as a result, my company lost internet for nearly three days. And I'm honestly so happy I was able to get them back. Here's what happened. At my last job, my main duty was the IT manager for the entire location, among other duties. I had been there for three and a half years at that point, and as I was trusted by everyone, if I had something important to say, people really did listen. During COVID, while other departments' budgets were getting slashed and employees were getting laid off, I was able to replace a lot of our aging IT infrastructure. At the beginning of my last year there, the owner hires a young narcissist as his second in charge. And this guy is one of those where they're always going to tell the truth, even though you won't like it type of person. Super annoying person overall. He hired this bonehead as his successor to run this location, while the owner would focus on opening up a second. In the first three months, this bonehead upsets everyone, all the way up to the point where 15 people from various positions leave the company to find another job. This is during the pandemic too, by the way, where a lot of people were even thankful just to have a job. But 15 people were willing to risk finding another job in the middle of a pandemic than try and stick around. He was seriously that bad. As Bonehead started to upset our customer base and as our sales started to suffer as a result, we switched over to cost-cutting mode. The owner had largely checked out at this point. So, long-time vendors were replaced with friends and family of this Bonehead. Services were downgraded or cut. Pay plans for sales departments were jacked with, which further eroded the morale of the workforce. One day, the Bonehead comes in and tells me to stop doing safety checks as well as maintenance repairs on our products so that sales could post larger sales grosses. I loudly objected and went to the owner as the owner is always happy to hear something about making more money, but he threw a support behind the Bonehead's idea. A few months of this goes by and after he fired one of my employees on my birthday because he refused to give this Bonehead access to the server room, which is restricted to me, the owner, and my employee, by the way, I knew that right then and there it was time to go. I find a new job, put in my two weeks notice, and of course this bonehead stops my direct deposit on payday, which was the day after I put my two weeks notice in. So I decided it isn't worth working the extra two weeks, and I informed them that I'm out of here, while filing with a state over my wages being withheld. As I'm walking out the door, this bonehead reminds me that I am no longer an employee of this company, and to not get involved in the company affairs and possible legal percussions if I say anything negative about the company. Fast forward to this Monday and I get a call from my local internet provider. They tell me that my internet service bill has gone unpaid for the last six months and they will cut it off if I don't pay immediately. I log in and I see that my account is paid. So after going back and forth, I find out I am still the point of contact from my last job's account on their internet service. Remembering what was told to me when I left, I just informed them that I cannot get involved as I no longer work there. They asked me for an updated point of contact because if they cannot get one, they will be forced to suspend their service. I repeated that I'm not allowed by threat of legal action to be involved in their affairs and I just left it at that. An hour later, a bunny that I know who still works there called me up and told me they had to stop working as their internet service was shut off. But I played stupid. And you know what? It took them three days just 
to try and restore it. Good for the original poster. I really hate it when people act like that, where they not only tank the company, but then start trying to boss people around and act like they're bigger and better than everybody else at the company. I mean, this guy that was the bonehead of the company, he had to know that people were leaving because of him, right? Like literally 15 people left in the middle of the pandemic. If that's not a clue into the fact that he is doing an awful job and that people really don't like him, then honestly, I don't know what is. And you know what? The owner is also to blame in this situation. They let their company go right out from underneath them. They just kind of gave up and didn't really care about what happened anymore. And that in and of itself is really sad. You would think that someone would want to be involved and have some kind of say in their company instead of having some idiot try and take over and basically tank it into the ground. So good for the original poster for not only finding a new job, but also saying, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this because no one should be forced to work in that kind of circumstance. It simply doesn't sound fun and I would hate to have to deal with that on a daily basis. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.